Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. La, la, love me, la, 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 someone la, love me. La, 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 I'm a tiny la, 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 little crab beneath the sea. Love me, someone love me. Cause my shell, it's big enough for two or three. Um, hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. sketch ideas. I'm Andy. Oh yeah, right. Um, and I, I am, I am, um, are you the greatest me? entertainer <laughs> that's ever lived. I'm Andy. I'm Andy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and I am Alistair George William Trombley Birchall, and the uh, greatest entertainer that's <laughs> ever lived. I mean, it's a big. I think it, it's a big ask. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. At because least because I find most forms of entertainment unbelievably mm. unwatchable. Mm. Mm. Yep. And to sidestep all of those <laughs> show tunes and well, uh, plate spinning. And, uh, <laughs> the, the, you're going through the dancing. top, the the big three, obviously. Yeah, you know how to do something that isn't that. <laughs> you got to find something that isn't plate spinning. Yeah. It's a big well, ask. I mean, I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it? That like the when you talk about someone being a triple threat, it's mm. um they've sort of locked in what those three threats can be, haven't they? It's you know it's 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 singing, dancing, and acting. Those are the the three threats, but yeah, it's it's not yeah. stabby, stabby, uh, st- stabby, <laughs> angry, and infected with a disease, <laughs> contagious. Those were the some of the seven dwarves, weren't they? <laughs> stabby, and in and in still infecty. Um, but but I would love. I would love a great entertainer, somebody who was so good at the, mm. you know, the 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 singing and the dancing, that the fact that their third threat was plate spinning didn't hold them back, and they were able to work a plate spinning scene into. <laughs> I mean, that may, maybe that's too plausible to go along with the singing and the dancing, but if the threat was acting, and mm. and singing, maybe, yeah. then that they could get in a. Uh, a plate spinning scene into every single one of their movies, even into their Oscar-winning films about the Holocaust or whatever, they mm-hmm. manage to get the plate spinning oh, in there. There's, there's always like you know, especially I mean, in a Holocaust movie, there's always going to be like a mm, especially. You know, some, some, <laughs> there's always going to be kids that you know are sad and that you need to entertain, yeah, and that, that you're, right. you're actually putting it in the one of the easiest mm. places to put a <laughs> okay a, pla- a plate spinning scene. <laughs> I really played into their hands with that yeah. Holocaust now, theme. Yeah. Uh, now, all right. what about something 
Or he's a scuba diver. <laughs> I was going to go with submarines. Hunt yeah. for Red October. No, but, but even but that, submarines. they entertain themselves, don't they? On exactly. Ah, the, oh, it's. I'm thinking. I'm discovering that it's actually incredible to me that there are any films without the plates spinning in them. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't I think know how it's rea- ever been done. <laughs> people have not realized the diversity of it. Um, but an underwater movie, mm. the physics doesn't really work. Of the of the spinning plate, yeah, I think you it, could I probably think it still might. I think no, it still I might. think I think you could probably uh, hold a plate, balance a plate on a stick, mm. but, and that you could probably do because of the how slow it moves. Mm. But keeping it spinning is not mm. going to be good because the 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 brilliance of the the spinning it in air mm. is how long it spins for and yep. all this time that you've got to go to the other plates. Yep. But with yep. this one, the friction of the water slows it down. You think? And you're, yeah, of course. <laughs> and you're moving slower through the space. Yeah. And every, time, yeah. and every time you move, you're moving the water, which would be knocking over the plates. You're right. This is going to be so difficult that when this person pulls it off in the underwater Holocaust movie, they're going to be guaranteed a third <laughs> Oscar. No, but you see. The fact that they're trying so hard underwater mm. to entertain uh, really sad <laughs> kids, that's going to make it work again. <laughs> you see? You see, Andy? That's why it can't be. It has to be a person who's underwater for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like Castaway. Come to see the latest blockbuster, Underwater for No Reason. <laughs> James like Cameron's ca- submerged. Like- <laughs> Why we don't know. <laughs> submerged. Why? <laughs> I mean, personally, I love the idea of making a movie that is entirely set underwater, mm. but it's never addressed. You know, because I find that those are the kinds of artistic choices where you don't feel like you need to explain them, that mm-hmm. really make something art. Okay, yeah. so it's it's Hamlet, but underwater. Has that been done? Oh, I don't think wet, so. Wet Hamlet. <laughs> I don't. Th- do you think? Do you think that? Do you consider things that are underwater to be wet? Is that- yeah, really wet. <laughs> do you think? Do you think? Do you think that like the Great Barrier Reef is? Would you describe the Great Barrier Reef as wet? Is that one of the primary features it's, of it? It's absolutely one of the <laughs> wettest places. <laughs> it's one of the most beautiful wet places. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, I think maybe they should teach the Great Barrier Reef to survive without water. Get it above land. Anyway, Alistair, is mm-hmm. anything that we've said, apart from that sentence that I just got out then, which obviously is a sketch... Has anything yeah. else been a sketch so far? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you bet. Yeah? Great. Oh, well, moving on. No, well, how, many ske- how, many, how many sketch ideas do you think I've written down already? I wouldn't have thought you'd written down any, but... No. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I want to know. W- one. One. What is it? What made the, what made the, the pad? Can I ask? It's, it's the plate-spinning third threat, the guy who can make it work anywhere. Yeah. Oh, great. Even I'm really glad. In an underwater mm. movie mm. where he's there for no reason. Mm. Great. 
I uh, I wonder how long you could last underwater. You know, if you had an unlimited supply of uh, of oxygen coming in through your tank, and if you had the little airlock um, food eating system that we've discussed, yeah, could you wait out a war or something like that? Could you? Could you manage to? Mm. Well, I think I've heard that the deeper you go, the quicker you go through your oxygen. Yeah, right. So if you if, so if you stayed r- just underwater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real shallow. Like if you were say in a an inlet mm. that was roughly six inches deep, mm. right, and you were laying down, mm. uh, so just so that you were kind of just covered, like rice you're about to cook yeah yeah really good analogy that half a finger knuckle yeah that's right and it allows for you know the undulating waves to Mm. you know so that you're not exposed when when a uh when a ripple when a when a trough comes through Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah and uh but you're laying on your front so that your your head is pointing down so that no, no water isn't going up into your nose and filling up your your yep. cavities there. You yeah, know. really good. Um, and I think then you could maybe at least do a day. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a one a one day war. Yeah, I think you would also probably just have a little pooping hole in your in your in your wetsuit, right? Because. Yeah, I mean, if you were wearing wearing a wetsuit, yeah. I've been picturing a wetsuit this entire time, but there was no reason for that to be the case, was there? Well, I guess, I guess, you know, for sun protection. There you go. Yeah, you got to think about that when you're underwater. Yeah. Um, we were, well, we did I a mean, bonus episode recently where we came up with five ways to drown. Yeah. And I know this isn't in the bonus episode universe, but yeah. I just think that something that we missed out on was mm. the reverse snorkel, which is. A snorkel that goes down so that when you're standing out of water, you can yeah. still get you can you can put the water snorkel in your lungs. Dip in, you still get water in your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I do love this idea. <laughs> um I think it deserves to be a sketch idea if you uh are uh if you're if you're happy for something to cross over from the um yeah from the Patreon universe into the is world this, the nightmare of the real, is um, this your camp your campaign to have it written down? Yeah, this is it. <laughs> wow. Hear me. Okay. And do you wanna do you wanna give me any other benefits of why I should write it down? <laughs> I want you to know that it's already written down. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, you know, you know how oyster shells are really mm. sharp, and you can cut yourself very easily on oh, an oyster yeah. shell. Yep. Yep. Right. It occurred but to me once that you in get into the oyster, it's one of the softest foods imaginable. One yeah, of the s- slipperiest, slop- slopperiest, least oh, sharp, yeah. I would say, foods yeah, out I would there. Say, I would say, in terms of texture, it has mm. some of the greatest contrast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's almost a shame you have to chew all the way through that shell to get to it. Mm. But as yeah. far as I'm aware, that's the it's only more, way. It's less of a chew and more of a gnaw. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm. The little the just... shattered nubs of your teeth and your bleeding gums. Oh, my tr- God. Trying to, trying to get through it. 
to the like, softness within. Do you know? You know, you like you stick the um, the shucking knife into mm. the back where basically it's where you would picture the hinges, right? Yeah, you know, like if yeah. it opens up at the front, the flap. Mm. You kind of actually you put the shucking knife in there, and you kind of really have to like wiggle it in mm. until you hear a little mm. like that little pop and sound. But now I'm trying to picture that doing that, but with your teeth and just <laughs> feeling, you know, the gums just at the top of your teeth. Once you get your te- tooth in, mm. just grinding up against that that real sharp shell and just kind of cutting up your gums oh. <laughs> and trying to leverage it open, <laughs> with, just with <laughs> just with you <laughs> with your sort of fragile front teeth. Yeah, it's I one of those you'd... things where like. You, as a as a man, and I don't I don't Ooh. know if this is a man thing. I don't know if women battle with this. In fact, I don't know if anyone else in the world battles with this. But yeah. the the temptation to use your teeth when you have other implements available, oh, I no, find met, sometimes quite strong. Like I've met I've met idiots of all genders who've tried mm. to open beers with their teeth. Yeah. I mean, that one seems like the dumbest one ever <laughs> have you opened but a be opened a beer with your teeth I, I i haven't no but i've definitely thought about it and i've had to fight it fight it back <laughs> you know oh. remind I mean, myself I think... no i'm a i'm a man i'm an evolved creature we have tools for a reason <laughs> yeah i mean the only time i've i've been impressed by any of this kind of stuff is is on stupid human tricks on letterman one time a guy chewed off the top of a like a a can (laughs) like a metal can like a food letterman said something yeah like a food can and said letterman said it's really more of a goat trick isn't it (laughs) you know and And what i was impressed by was letterman's quick thinking and wit and not by the man (laughs) Well, I still think I mean the, that the, just that the man knew that like knew that he could do this and had done it enough mm. time that it was reliable enough that he yeah. could go on national television. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first it's the first time that's the real leap into the unknown, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And just like once, you know, like those teeth are piercing through the metal. <laughs> And you're like, all right, now let's just bring them back, and it's just kind of like scraping against that metal. Oh, that no. you know, like ah, oh, just the damage. Anyway, but so oyster shells are sharp, right? <laughs> and and I was thinking about how in the weightlessness of water, mm. right? Most most fish, even if there are shells on the wall, you know, on the on the rock face near them, uh, instead of an opened oyster shell, which I guess isn't as common in sort of the untouched, uh, you know, ecosystem that, that, you know, that hasn't been sort of pillaged by man. Mm. But, but the idea is that, that they're really sharp, but you, in the weightlessness of, of water, you wouldn't really have that much pressure pushing you up against things. So its sharpness would mean nothing. Really, its sharpness is a quality of, of those who are from land. You think that it, the, uh, the uh, it's 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 a technique that's been evolved specifically to attack land creatures. Well, I guess I guess it is. It's, I guess it is a defense, isn't it? But I think. But yeah, it's, it's dis- both your um, analysis of underwater plate spinning and your um, explanation of how you think oysters work in the water. We're revealing mm. that 
in your mind, somehow, the concept of inertia and momentum don't exist underwater. That's sort of what you're no, they, describing. They do. They do. But with the... But there's a lot more friction. There's, 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 there's a fair bit more friction. Seen but a... you think about what's involved... It, 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 yes, at the same, there's there's more um, mom, mom, you, there, there might be more friction, but it's also harder to stop once you're moving because there's nothing to grab onto, right? So you think about um, a, uh, a a big ship, a mighty a mighty mm. uh, cargo ship. Before that, you continue, that, can I just say this? Yes. Mo, for your 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 thinking is mo mo water momentum. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying that those those big mighty cargo ships they take so long to turn around, right? So yeah. you could have a fish or some such moving towards a a rocky outcrop with a with an oyster on it, mm. and and it might see that oyster, but what's involved for it in slowing down, turning the vast bulk of this 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 fish or whale yeah. is going to be a lot. And um, yeah, I don't know what I don't um, know what my point is, and I don't know why I'm bothering to disagree yeah, with you. <laughs> I I agree that that things, if they're very big, and have a lot of momentum close to rock faces. Yeah. All right. That 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 will. This is all. <laughs> that that will lead to this cuts. This is all I that want. Absolutely, will lead that, to right, cuts. I'll, I'll take yeah. this. And Andy, this and absolutely I, as a win. You know how you have the pad Andy, of. Uh, of sketch ideas, I've always had a secret second pad, which is just of wins, and I'm putting just a little, <laughs> a little one, and there on the pad. and just over the course, over the course of the, the life mm-hmm. of this podcast, you just want to get five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got, I got two so far. This is this is the podcast where we come up with five <laughs> sketch ideas per episode, and Andy. Over the length, I think it's five wins. And when I do get five, that's when the podcast and, can end. And they're small wins. Yeah. Oh boy, they're small. <laughs> You'll take anything. They're small and they're unidentified. I haven't. I don't write anything down on the pad to identify the win. All I know is that there was one. There's just a little mark. All, all I know is that this oyster shell thing is an absolute dead end, <laughs> and I've pursued it for so long. Just my observation was that the cutting, the cuttiness is really an attribute for those on land. Um, now, what about a sketch though? And this is going to be horrific. Okay. All right. Is this All right. <laughs> okay? But yep. In which a person attends a fancy dinner function. Okay. And is presented with a plate of oysters. Yeah. And not knowing what you're expected to do with the oyster. Yeah. And all not wanting to appear rude or yeah. foolish, decides to eat the entire <laughs> oyster, including crunching the shell, while trying to have a civilised conversation <laughs> with the people around them as their teeth shatter and break and their gums It's their bleed. first time at a fancy, at a, at a, a rich household. Yes. <laughs> Correct. They bite into it. Just the, Just that... The curly, you know, the thinner curly bits at the front there where it kind of, you know, has that ripply kind of, mm. looks like the waves. I mm. think that's why why yeah. they've got that. It's a sort of a wave motif because they're in the ocean. Mm. 
think that's what it is. It's a wave motif. You know, you know how like houses near near the beach always have like a an anchor mm. inside it or whatever, and they they go with a lot mm-hmm. of blue. Mm-hmm. Oysters, driftwood, oysters that kind of do thing. that. But then oysters also grow a kind of a yep. a grassy moss on them sometimes. To it's a bit of surf and turf. Got a little you moustache. Know, they, yeah, a little moustache. That too. They, that's mm. the person who catches them, um, who grows them, and yeah. Okay, so person. So anyway, this person, their lips shredded, um, you know, really just ragged strips of flesh at this point, trying to carry on the conversation about, you know, whatever it is. They're trying to get their child into a fancy school. If you, if you keep a straight enough face and if you pass exactly. it off, if you pass it off as this is how you do it all the time, mm-hmm. mm. then... They've been introduced as some as a as a, as a um, member of the royal family of the country of uh, Azerbaijan, and uh, everyone else at the meeting must is thinking, at the meeting or I would say the function is thinking, well if that's how they do it over there, it must be very cold. and so everybody starts to do it, and they're all bleeding, flapping and crunching, it's quite um it's quite beautiful. And wow, so meaningful. so I like I, I like this situation. So how did this person get invited to this fancy dinner? So they're they're a kind they're a nobody. Mm. They've never mm. been to a fancy dinner. It's yep. at some you know never been they've never been to any dinner. Oh my god! It's a, <laughs> it's like, but it's like a bil- it's a billionaire's house or something, right? Very yeah. fancy. Yeah. Right. They've got in there somehow. Everybody, I guess he was. They were invited because people thought that he was a Kazakhstan. No, Kazakhstan. What was it? it was Azerbaijan. No. Azerbaijani mm. uh, king, a monarch mm. of some sort, mm. maybe a prince. Yeah, prince. Because I mean, the the, tr- the the trouble with the absolute leader is that that's so quickly Googleable. Mm. But prince, anyway. yeah, like there can be any number of princes. You could on- honestly, in that you region, could tell me people a love a big family. They do. They do. A, a big royal family, mm. you know. Um, people love it. Mostly the guy, the man, <laughs> who who's has a harem. Um. Anyway. Uh, yeah. If what if you I think I think your name is a bit like your title, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And um. Yep. Then, you know, maybe your middle name is sort of like your subtitle, maybe. Uh, or or mm-hmm. your nickname, but then yep. what everybody really needs is a tagline. That's the one thing. You're right. That, that, that we, we don't have, don't have a tagline. Everybody should have a tagline. Yeah. That was a big thing in high school where people were like, "Let's write down some of our quotes." Oh, like quotes that you would Remember? have said to yourself. Yeah, like you know, people in our in our group of friends would have said. Can I tell you one of the things that I'm most ashamed of in my life? Yeah. All right, this is really bad. Well, I don't okay. know if it is really bad, right? But this is this is the thing that haunts me way. And this is just between mm-hmm. you and me and the listeners of the Two in the Think Tank podcast. But I think about this okay. regularly. You know how you have a yearbook and um yeah. you're asked to write quotes in there? And you're yeah. you're thinking I don't did you do that? Did you have a quote in the yearbook? Oh man, mine is so like my whatever I've written in there is so right. Well, mine is mine is going to be worse. <laughs> okay. But if you obviously yours obviously can't be that embarrassing if it doesn't still haunt you to this day, Alistair. Oh, I do. I do think about it and feel bad. I'll I'll, I'll say mine okay, so that yours can great. be 
better. Um, mine, I just kind of wait. Is this it here? Oh no, that, no, that's a Gary Larson comics thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, is that it? Oh my god, this could be the actual. Oh my god, it's actually with your, within reach right here. <laughs> your yearbook. <laughs> so is within reach. It's so because I, I would have brought it. For, I brought it from my parents' place, and I just kind of, I'm in the the garage where there's the. Um, <laughs> So weird. I'm in the garage where mm. um, all my books are, and so uh, it is within reach. So I can, I can take you oh, through the exact great. embarrassment this is of it. Um, all right, here's this is the pay. This is the groups people. <gasps> there it is. Okay. Oh boy. I think we're gonna ha we're gonna have to put a picture of this up on. On the, on yeah, the, on the, I on can. The oh, I think it's comic, comic sans. Maybe they've gone with anyway. Oh wow, um, <laughs> classy. Okay, Alistair Trombley Birchall likes the Matrix. Suze, this is so Suze, which was my girlfriend at the time, and oh, and burgers. Nice. <laughs> All right, <laughs> dislikes. My cheese drink idea. So now that's not mine. <laughs> Michael had a cheat. My friend Michael had a cheese drink idea. And then I was just, I thought, I think maybe he was getting people to reference his cheese drink idea. And then I just said that it was mine. Okay. Now this is, this is where yeah, it gets right. bad. I feel okay. Cause this is when I'm clearly starting to try to be funny. Right. Like I gotta so say I go, though, a, a drink idea. It yeah. feels like a very two in the think tank thing. It's such a. It might be that that cheese drink idea might be the reason why we we have there's a podcast. <laughs> two in the. I think you know who, who would have thought who, like you know that maybe first you come up with a two in the think tank style idea, then you come up with two in the think tank, but, and so the but first we didn't idea even wasn't come up ours. With that idea. I know, but it was the existence of one, the idea that you could come up with ideas like that, mm. that may have. Created the po the possibility of having a thing where you come up with ideas like that. Anyway, is this just is a this thought? Mike, is this Mike Berger? Uh, no, that's two different no. people. Michael Commode, you would you would have met him, mm. and also we we did his uh, a radio show that he was producing in Northern Territory, right. but it wasn't him hosting. Anyway, okay, so dislikes my cheese drink idea, being a hamster, cheeseless pizza. It's not. It's not too bad. Okay, so then favorite teacher, Mrs. C. Grasby, Hino, Dayton, Cowles, Meister. All this stuff you're putting in there. Favorite teacher. Yeah, and uh, ambition to create world-dominating AI. Right. Okay, and then I am. That's the last section. The one. The Donut King. Mm. And not a hamster. Now, this hamster stuff is what haunts me. <laughs> right? <laughs> because it's so obviously an attempt at humor. And it is not yeah. in any way funny. Yeah. And and I think... Yeah, that's tough. That's the bit, that's the bit that haunts me. Anyway, just letting you know. Well, at least these things are just exist in a paper medium and are never going to... You know, reach the who uh, even still owns a copy reach of it, putting anything into digital. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, here's mine. Um, a funny thing happened in year twelve where um, somebody had some yogurt, right? And uh, a guy called Jimmy wanted some yogurt. I think it was Will had the yogurt. Jimmy wanted the yogurt, so he Jimmy said, "Just flick it into my mouth. Flick the yogurt into my mouth." So he, uh, so Will flicked 
yogurt at Jimmy's mouth, but it obviously didn't just go straight into his mouth. It went all over him, right? All yeah. down his face in a big line, okay? And it was it was very funny. Yeah. Right? And we all talked about it for a long time. And so when it came to a yearbook quote where everyone was trying to putting in whatever, I said, just flick it into my mouth was my yearbook quote, right? <laughs> and then this somehow got mistranscribed in the printing process to just stick it in my mouth. It was my yearbook book quote, okay? And yeah. it was bad enough. It was bad enough. I, I, and I was this mind of like, well, this is just a funny thing that we all enjoy saying that forever we will remember as being the hilarious thing associated with Jimmy getting yogurt on his face. But even <laughs> even before it was mistranscribed, yeah, it was it was all it was that 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 context wasn't going to stand the test of time. I I fear. So now there are people out there with the uh, Friends School two thousand and one Leavers book. <laughs> Looking through at these young, bright hopes at this very expensive private school, thinking about what they're going to go on and become and achieve, and then seeing the picture mm. of me, um, and that, and uh, and that just absolutely is a thing in that my mouth. just comes back to me on the yeah. reg, and just I just can't get it. <laughs> but but I mean, then if you. If somebody was to recognize you from, say, doing comedy, <clears throat> yep, and then, and then see, like, because I think it gets a new context then. Yeah, yeah, and they'll they'll because, look, they'll think, oh, look at this amazing, serious comedian, well, and they'll look at that was, quote you know, and they'll look, think, well, there must this this must be very funny, for to have well, been. <laughs> yeah, but also it's like, look, he was so he was so. Did. You know, on the edge. He was so edgy so early. Oh, God. You know, just stick it in my mouth, you know? I just I just graduated from this school. Yeah, put dicks in my mouth. I'm ready. Whatever it is, I'll take it. Oh, and I've... it's not even gender specific. You know what? It'd be really good to have said that out loud and to got it off my chest because yeah. I've just been suffering alone with this for a long time. Andy, I think it's probably your your best bit of writing. Thanks. <laughs> it was a good edit. Yeah, cheers. Anyway, yours was good too, and the hamster stuff I think was very funny. No, the hamster stuff had nothing, Andy. Mm. Absolutely nothing. Not like my and edgy that is dick s- bit. <laughs> no, but you know, like oh. you know, my my hamster thing is clearly an attempt. Mm. And then that cheeseless pizza bit in there dislikes cheeseless pizza. Not even a yeah, thing that really fine. exists. That, that doesn't that doesn't bother me at all. I'd I'd find I'd find you know oh. it, what it, it's it's a moment preserved in time, isn't it? You know what? Maybe we need these things so that we can to feel better. Show us that we've well, yes. Yeah, so to show us that we've come some certain distance. Oh, I don't think I have. That's the thing, is that it reminds <laughs> me of every time I say something that I think is funny, and then it's clearly not. <sighs> it's just a, I think it's just a, a small uh, mm. example of the grand failure of my life. Anyway, it's... <laughs> what about, you know, like... you c- Is it a synecdoche? Could, no. Imagine, imagine you can... Um, you can you can go back in time, Alistair, mm. but you go back in time and you are, you 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 
the 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 most they can get out of the time travel machine they're really mm. redlining it here is they can get you back to just the day after you've submitted that to the uh to the yearbook yeah. board do you yeah. what do you do oh it might have been too early i might not have realized my mistake at that point yeah but that's why cuz but you're going back in time see so you're going back in time as yourself now but one day one day after you've written that down no, no, no. You're going back from now. Why am I going from back now, one day? And you're arriving back one day after yeah. okay. young Alistair has submitted that. Now, do yeah. you've probably you probably only got a small window of opportunity to talk to young Alistair. But do you try and use that full five minutes or whatever that you have to convince him to break into the the, the computer labs and try and edit that? Why can't I just do it? Why can't I? Like if I go back, why do I have to convince him? He's he's a student there. They know him. I just look like an older brother or something like that. <laughs> I could just do it. Yeah, I'll just right. say I'm his uncle and that he needs this thing back. Mm. Mm. I need mm. that back. If you can't have that, I'm not a hamster thing. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know how they've done they've done these kind of. Yes. Freaky Friday and sort of suddenly 30 things mm. where people swap mm. bodies. Mm, I think yeah. it Love would it. be interesting to have it with a bigger age gap. Mm. So we've kind of like, okay. like, what about like elderly, like 88 and yep. goes into the body of a seven-year-old? <laughs> I don't think we've explored all the age changes that you yeah. could do. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess, I guess what the reason why they're um, they choose these particular ages, yeah. you know, the, the, they choose the young age because it feels like you have so much what what your life at that point feels so important, but you also have so much potential and so much ch possibility to change what your life is going to become. Mm. Whereas, you know, at, at around the thirties, the forties, it feels like your life has become what it's going to become. You have a lot more knowledge, but maybe less power to change who you are and that sort of mm. thing. And that's why that's an interesting thing. But it doesn't feel like someone, you know, at the age of 88 necessarily has maybe the burning ambition to change themselves or dissatisfaction well, with their life. Well, what about a person who's 88 and has a lot of regrets about their life? Oh, okay. Right? And this is their grandkid that they've swapped with. And they realize yeah. that if they don't swap back, this is their chance to have another chance at life. Mm. No one will notice, <laughs> right? And they're really fighting it, and, yeah. and they're not going to let it let let it go. And then this seven year old is now in the body of this old person God. in an old folks home, oh, right? And they people think that they've just got serious dementia because now they're like, "I'm a seven year old." And that, so they <laughs> they medically sedate them. Yeah. And they just lie there incapacitated in bed for the rest of the film. So we don't cut back to them quite so much just because well, they're a bit of the But then they're, they're planning so their escape. <laughs> you know, they got to get yeah, back. With the mind of a seven-year-old. But then to tell their their parents so that they can tell their parents, like, you know, maybe there's just a crystal or something like that they need to touch again. Mm. Yeah, and that's then a good way to do it. Yeah, this old person. Then he, this old person might go on the run. You know, maybe they've got their old, their old knowledge of their circus years because they're probably in vaudeville or something. Right. And so then they go on the road. 
they they, they run away. Threat. And so then they got to find this seven-year-old. They sing, they dance, they, they steal dance, the bodies they... of seven-year-old children. Yeah. <laughs> and they're infectious. Yes. Um, I think I think I think Alistair. I think that could be very good. I think that would be quite funny as a trailer. Yeah. You know, I think. Uh, you know, you also you also miss out on perhaps one of the Hollywood things that maybe also defines why it seems to always be like. Uh, someone in their thirties going back to be someone in their, you know, teens mm. is 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 because you can have sort of basically both as heart played by heartthrobs, you know, both played Hollywood by heart, friendly yeah, faces. But here we lose any of those advantages. We've got a decrepit old eighty-eight-year-old yeah. and some little snotty seventy-year-old child. Yeah, and and both and it, without any real power to affect their situation. It puts it it takes any kind of sex possibility off the table. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, look, maybe the eighty-eight year old, but we, we, but you don't want to put it in that movie because of what the implications are. <laughs> you know, and so that's why you're ruling it's it out. No, it's no good. It's no good, is it? <laughs> no, it's no good. And so big was bad enough. But this yeah. is uh this is a nightmare. Yeah. It's a real nightmare and that's what's good. Why do they always have to be comedies? You know what we've made here? What? A movie that is impossible to enjoy. There's <laughs> <laughs> no Man. way to feel good about any of this. That that's the a, tagline. And that'll be, be my tagline. Oh, impossible to enjoy. <laughs> I think yeah. I think this um, idea of people having taglines. How could we introduce it? Mm, how could we be like, hey, yeah. you know? Because I mean, we used to have it sort of something like that on family crests. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. That was a family tagline. Mm. Ah, it's real good. We should we should we should bring that back. A but little, now we live in the you know we live motto. in the age of the individual. Mm. I guess that's kind of mm. what your 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 Twitter. Bio is. Oh God, I wonder what mine is. What does that say about me? You should be. I hope that uh, yearbooks of today for the young. Yeah. I hope they're done in some sort of digital format where you can go oh. back and edit them, and at any point in your life, and <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to have those kinds of regrets because I love the idea of a future where all our history is digital and we can just edit it and and move on feel you know and and everything's moving and constantly changing and there's nothing to to hold on to satire grifter yeah. comedy writer Ev- co-host of two in the think tank podcast with alistair tb director at stupid old that's me yeah that's me you see and maybe that's what your tagline would be too is that it would just be something a bit more functional in case somebody mm. wanted to employ you Mm, but with a with a hyperlink. Yeah. Yeah. Can we uh, somehow get um hyperlinks into spoken language? Right. Mm. So what this would mean is that if I'm talking and I say some words that are hyperlinked, okay, you can somehow interact with those words maybe with a gesture or something. And then the uh, that will change the maybe, conversation. Maybe if you did I'll like a Hong Kong kind of motion. That is. 
You do a what? You do a little honk honk motion with your hand. <laughs> yep. Like that, maybe in front of your in front of your sort of digital glasses. Yeah. So okay, somebody's talking right. and and they say something and then you you hear it. it maybe it's got like a a twinkle when you hear it. Mm. So you hear it and it goes ding 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 while they say it. Beautiful. Right? Okay. Then and you so honk then, honk in front of and my then mouth. You go, honk honk like that. Yep. And then it comes up on the inside of your glasses while the person keeps talking and then you mm. sort of ignore them for a bit. Sort of like I, me I when I'm ri- say, writing down the sketch ideas. <laughs> I was going to say they, but they, I think they should change the topic of conversation, right? Like when you're on a website and you click onto a different, you, different page, you mm. click away, doesn't open up another window or new tab or something like that. You go, you leave the page you're on, and if you interact with their hyperlink in their conversation, then that changes the topic of the conversation, and you can go to something else. I guess what I've discovered here is just conversation isn't it like oh, but what what can, would be good you can really change the topic already is if is if you could explore a person like you would a website yeah okay and so you could you could go back through the things that they say and you could honk honk like that <laughs> and then on any part of the things that they say and you could go back into let, let's say they say like the word like uh you know Ebuchadnezzar. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I try. To, I gotta pick a regular word. So they say. No, you're gonna pick a word from the Matrix because that's what you're really <laughs> that's, into. That's one of my likes. <laughs> you're the one. I am right? the one. Yeah, the one. <laughs> it was back in the day when I was pretty sure I was the one. Um, and so you could you could press any words. Let's say they say, "Well, for me, like that." And then if you go honk honk on me, like mm. that, um. Then it, th- they start talking about me more. They they just go, well, I am a blah blah blah, this kind of thing like that. So it's mm. like Wikipedia, mm. right? And then they go, well, I'm this, and I've you know I'm 36 years old, and uh, you know mm. you know I've got uh, my nipples get hard when I run, and I uh, think like that. And then you go, honk honk on nipples, right? And then <laughs> maybe like a f- like they'll show you their nipples, and then they'll go, well, this one is called. <laughs> Is called Marcus, and this one uh, I've burned sixteen times on hot plates. Like that, and that's why it's deformed. Like that. And then you go honk honk, and then uh, then they go through the whole list of sixteen times they've burnt burnt their nipples. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, they go. Well, one time I was baking bread, but in like a commercial uh, bakery, and so I was like, I the the last bit of bread was really far back, and I had to lift up, and I burnt my nipple. And that was the first time. The second time <laughs> was at a campfire. Again, Alistair, I mean, I've started this, but I will just point out that what we are doing here is we're inventing follow-up questions. You know, we're inventing <laughs> conversation. We're trying to... Cre- like, I know. Tell the, what, the words you're looking for, Alistair, uh, Alistair are, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. I yeah. mean, we're trying. Uh, honk, honk. <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> and, and in this one, they can't say no. So let's mm. say you could do it. You could do it when they're not around. Mm. You could just sort of tap into their brain. That's when all our brains will be on the, on the hive mind. Well, but I think there is a, a, perhaps a useful thing in here, right? Mm. Which is there are people who are bad at conversation. And I've, you know, I've, talk to, to women who are trying to date men and men 
on dates seem to be really, really bad at asking follow-up questions, at really asking any questions at all, right? But maybe we could train men to, like a rat that wants um, an extra pellet of high-protein insect food, right, to press a button that will make a sound that implies, tell me more about that. Right, so yeah. maybe actually forming a question is too complicated, but you could go on a date with somebody and you could say, hello, my name's Jess. I don't know, I don't know what, what, how conversations work. Um, mm. And I work in a library, right? And the, the man in front of you, too stupid to say, oh, I, I love libraries. How long have you done that? He, all he can do is just hit a button on the table, and that just means tell me more about that. Keep talking about that. Yeah, thing. or or an air button, sort of an like, air bu- the, the, <laughs> and instead of pushing it, you you sort of you sort of squeeze it. Yeah, correct. and it might make a honking sound. Yeah, I guess I guess <laughs> I maybe thought honk, honk. that sort of a sort of a squeezing and a honking motion <laughs> might <laughs> oh, remind people of. Uh, riding a bike. Yes, correct. And that's not what this <laughs> or, is about, unless it's a bike riding or, date. Could be. Yeah, could be. Could be a tandem thing. How did the bell win over the honking horn? Um. Eh? Like that's that's our sort of like that's our Betamax VHS sort of of the eighteen hundreds, right? <laughs> I guess I guess you're right. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a new there's a new movie out right now called The Current War, which is about uh, Edison and Westinghouse battling over whether or not uh, electrical distribution would be alternating current or direct current. They made it very dramatic, and Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, and so on and so forth. Let's make one about <laughs> the bicycle <laughs> bell versus the bicycle horn. <laughs> yeah, was it really West? I thought I thought Tesla was AC. Um, uh, Tesla was, uh, AC, yes, but I think, I think it was Westinghouse who was the, the big, the big guy in that, in that specific battle. Tesla was on the side of AC, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, wait. Okay. No, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I can't remember. Can't remember who was what. DC, AC. Or maybe it was DC or whatever. Yeah, I should know. I really should know. Well, um, I should probably just watch the movie. This is a great promo for that movie. It is. It is, isn't it? Great. Anyway, I think that's definitely a sketch idea, Alistair. The yeah, bike. The ding and um, ding versus honk. Bike bell versus bike horn. Honk if you love dinging. I don't know. Yeah, and honk if you want to know more about my work in the library. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, how many sketch ideas have we got, Alistair? One, two, three, four, five, six. 
Yeah, great. Um, we should have three words. Now we got three words from a listener. Andy, I don't know if you know this, but people have been donating to our Patreon. I love that so much. And it's been so delightful. It's really helping us out. And uh, one of the people who's donated at least $3 uh, is has brought in, has sent in three words from a listener. Them. And their name is Sean. I'm going to say Pratt, but it's P-R-A-G-T. Wow. How would you say that? Pratt? Pratt. Sean Pratt? Eh? Pragged? Pragged. Sean Pragged. I don't think you'd say... I don't think you say pro- Sean Pragged. Well, I would. would. You? you would? I think so. Hi, Sean. Okay. Thank you so much. Sean, it just means the world to us. Thank yeah. you very much. You're a you're a you're a great person, and with a good heart, and you know a little bit of spare money that you just threw at us. Well, so, the support of everyone um, helping me with my financial difficulties. Has inspired what? me, and I think everybody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get a second mortgage. Uh, Andy, do you have financial problems? I'm just gonna take one out, just just to pay it off, not oh, to even nice. buy anything, just to service the interest on the loan. Well, now that you can, <laughs> now that you got Sean's three dollars or more. I, Thank I you so much, Sean. Yeah, um, Andy, do you want to guess what one of the words might be? Yeah, yeah, Gigafactory. What was that? Gigafactory. Like the Tesla Gigafactory. Okay, Gigafactory. No, that's not the case. Oh. Okay. Um it's uh it's not that's not one of the words. There's nebular, mm. there's concrete, and there's piano. Nebulous? Concrete. No, nebular. Nebula. Yeah. Like Nebuchadnezzar? No, nothing like Nebuchadnezzar. No, oh, okay. Well that's a shame. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has made a concrete piano. You know? Do you think do you think it would have a good resonance? Well, I wonder. I wonder. I mm. there's there's n- are there any musical instruments that specify sp- specialize in sort of the sound of um two slabs of concrete banging against each other? Sort of rock yeah. on rock. Is there anything no. anything in that? I mean, I'd love to see like a, you know, some some concrete brass instruments. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the concrete section. I mean, yeah. it's about time that the <laughs> orchestra opened it up to a new modern material like mm. concrete. Absolutely. And I think what you know, it's like and opening up a new section like that of the of the orchestra, it is yep. like building a new platform like the iPhone or whatever. You just put it mm-hmm. out there, you make the space, and then you let the developers go at it. And so let's tell them. There's space for five instruments in the concrete section of the orchestra, and mm-hmm. instrument makers out there, you you could win one of those spaces. So mm. get working, see what so you can like, do. So say like you could get one that maybe makes a grinding noise. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> grinding, sort of like a... scraping. Those are absolutely mm. going to be, yeah. I think yeah. you know that sort of plinking sound that you get when you throw a rock down uh, a drain pipe yes. you know as it bounces off the sides oh, a big echoey tube a big echo a ch- echo tube have yeah, you running been... running through an underpass have you ever been in like just a <laughs> running for your life sweating <laughs> panting not knowing where you are the sound of Begging. that 
now yeah. available in the orchestra. <laughs> there are no instruments that you can run around inside. There's actually and a really interesting effect where you're inside. Uh, there's there's a park not too far from here where it's it's a it's a pipe you know like maybe two meters long, mm. but you know but but almost big enough for me to stand in. Mm. And when you go and sit in it and you talk, there's a kind of a weird like vibrate echoey effect to your voice that kind of makes it go like that kind of thing so i think there could definitely be some very interesting sounds to come out of the concrete section i think we've really hit onto something here i think like concrete slabs attached to feet and you stand on another bit of concrete like that and you kind of go you know who's really gonna love this who musicians they're going to love ants. the opportunity to drag their concrete instruments <laughs> around from place to place. Young children learning their first concrete instrument at school, mm-hmm. having yeah. to lug it on the on the bus, <laughs> we, on a trolley, on a special yeah. pneumatic trolley. And then people will be like, you know, they'll give them plastic ones. They go, it just doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't have yeah, the same. Right. It just doesn't have the same warmth. Of concrete, of cold, hard concrete. Mm. <laughs> Warmth from the <laughs> age. Um, look, I'm into that. Um, yeah. We didn't do anything with nebular, but I know. I guess we're okay with that, right? Yeah. What does nebular mean to you, Andy? What is nebular to you? I guess. Well, a nebulous is a word that I guess uh, I can get my head around. Yeah, nebulous nebular. being something that's dif- meaning something that's difficult to get your head around. But really, n- yeah, I think so. Something that's nebulous is sort of complicated and um, complex. It's got a lot of facets to it that interact in ways that are difficult to quantify. That's something that's nebulous. Um, and well, but nebula, oh, I guess nebula would be something that is sort of a bit like a nebula. I think. Oh, is it AR or just ending on in A? AR. Yeah. Well, then that's an adjective. Because a nebula itself, N E B U L A, is is the is the noun. So like an like an interstellar cloud of dust, hydrogen, yeah. helium, and other ionized gases. That's ex- you took the words right out of my <laughs> online encyclopedia. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, yeah, I suppose you're right. Nebular is explaining describing I guess, that. I guess a sort of a. Um, you know, not to be too crude, but a uh, a fart would be nebular. You could be right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could be right, Al. Um, can you take us through the sketches that I we've mean, come up with today? In a way, Jupiter... Anyway, all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you through the ideas today, Andy. I'd love to. Plate. I'd love that. This is the plate-spinning third threat guy who can make it work anywhere, even in an underwater film where he's there for no reason. <laughs> really good. <laughs> really good. I think, I think there's there's an element in which a lot of our ideas are this, especially ones that are driven by me. <laughs> um, they're they're nothing sketches in a way, but. I think it's a new type of sketch. I don't mm. think anyone dares do sketches that have so little context in the real life, in the yeah. real world, but yeah. that you can, I think 
if you build the world enough, people can't help but be invested. Well, you know, they say comedy comes from truth, but you know what the real truth is? You're a coward who's afraid to make something where the comedy doesn't come from truth. That's right. You can get comedy from anything. You can get comedy from absolutely anything. You can get it from a couple of concrete blocks behind in a Mm -hmm. kid's backpack. Correct. Uh-huh. Uh, then we got reverse snorkel. <laughs> That's so that if you're no matter where you're walking through the air, you've you got a little pipe that you get water in your lungs. Correct. Yeah, that's good. Uh, well then we got this person eats their way through an unshucked oyster. <laughs> uh, they've been invited to a fancy dinner, and people think that he's a Middle Eastern prince, <laughs> and so they. When they see him do that, and for some reason, this really rich family are serving unshucked oysters. <laughs> but I well, mean, no, but I mean, no. I I think they they could be sh- they could they could be shucked, but he's still eating the shell, right? So like, okay, sure, yeah, they're open. You know, okay, yeah, that's... oysters kill Patrick or whatever. Is that a thing, Kirkpatrick? Yeah, k- kill uh, kill Patrick, Kirkpatrick, yeah. kill Patrick. But Kilpatrick has got like bacon bits and barbecue sauce in there. Yeah, they probably wouldn't do that at this. And maybe cheese. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, maybe they would. Who knows? I don't know what these billionaires are into. But the important thing is that this person has no idea how it's done. Yeah. Um. Then we got eighty-eight-year-old and seven-year-old body switch. Mm. This is the first body switch movie. That, that has is, no <laughs> that is pitched like a it, it is played and pitched like a comedy, but it is that is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing good about it. Yeah, I mean, I think there there needs to be more comedies like that that are a comedy idea, but it's played so straight mm-hmm. that it's not funny in any way. It's like the opposite of like a Nelson uh, a Leslie Nielsen movie. There, one of those mm. like airplane movies where it's played very straight. But it's funny. Yes, yes, and this is but sort of like also a bit like it, maybe like an o- the office, but also the a bit like the opposite of the office, where it's not in a very real because the office is in a really very real world scenario, mm. but played for comedy. Whereas this is yeah. in some extremely wacky comedy scenario. Yeah, and but this is, and this is like. It's the opposite of like so like like the airplane they pretend to be these serious movies and then it's funny, but mm. this one is pretends to be a comedy, <laughs> but it's an unbelievably dramatic and a, a traumatic film. Yes, great, great. Um, Where they we touch got, a magic crystal. Well, after they touch a magic crystal, yeah. Uh, then we got surfing conversation, Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Surfing the the word the word waves the um that's right surfing yeah. some a, a person's conversation so that you don't to help idiot men who are not good at conversation be the better conversation super highway that's right the conversation super highway surfing the web of lies the web mm. of no but mm. truths mm, but surfing a web of lies would have made mm. a great tagline for the matrix. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe not the Matrix. Maybe some, no. but I'm sure there was a movie in the '90s where that would have been the perfect. Uh, maybe the tagline. net. Yeah, maybe. 
Haven't seen that. With Sandra, Sandra Bullock? Bullock. Mm. Yeah. Then we got Bike Bell versus Bike Horn. <laughs> <laughs> how did the Bike Horn lose? And how how has it been? How why did they completely give up when <laughs> it feels like you could still sell a bike horn now? Well, can I tell you something? What? My wife Carly Milroy bought two bike horns yesterday, Alistair. This so is crazy. in your face. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the twins have now, as of as of uh, yesterday afternoon, when I screwed them onto their little push bikes. Yeah, we're a two-horn family. Oh well, you know, I feel like that's different because I mean, I've met you and Carly, uh, Andy. I already knew that you guys were a two-horn family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew I knew you had at least two horn bags. Okay. Um. um <laughs> And in those uh, bags, horns. But I'm, t- yeah, it's more horns. Um, the the bag is also a horn. Um, <laughs> the bag is actually a big bulb <laughs> from another horn that yep. is attached to a metal, yeah, bell. Do you know that that metal part of the of the of um of a trombone, the the, the sort of the cone, cone bit, is called a bell. The metal bit of the trombone. Yeah, but I no, listen, the trombone listen, entirely the cone metal. bit. I said cone. I said the <laughs> <No>. cone bit. <laughs> you said the metal bit. I meant the big the big co- conical part at the end. Yeah. It's called the and bell. That, it's called the bell. Okay, thanks, Al. The bell end. That's not what I said. But I want to see be- h- horns, not on kids' bikes, but on adult bikes. How did they okay. lose the adult bike market? This is going to be Maybe such it's a good they, movie. Maybe it's because they kept them, the horns sounding so comical. They, no one's ever made a serious bike horn. Or maybe it's you know, because one, it became associated with the sexist motion of, of honking a woman's boobs. And oh, so you're, you're, saying, you're saying that in the 1800s or whatever, people made a decision because something was sexist, but then continued being sexist. Exactly what I, it's exactly what I'm suggesting. <laughs> For at least... But the clean, crisp ding of a bell <laughs> had no sexist connotations that would have offended their, um, their very woke sensibilities. It's, I mean, I guess the, the bell can sound like a sort of like, you know, the, cl- you know, like a, the smile from a really clean mouth. Yes. <laughs> ding! <laughs> That's right. And it doesn't get more yeah. wholesome. That's what I do after I've brushed my teeth and I go bike riding and I don't have a bell on my thing, but I just <laughs> smile as I approach somebody and it goes ding. Very All right, good. and then we got the concrete section of the orchestra. Great. We did it. Andy, we really did it. Thank you so much for listening to two in the in think the tank. Think. Um, take care of yourselves. Uh, we you can find us on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> at two in tank. I'm at stupid old uh, Andy, and I'm at Alistair TB. You can find us at two in tank on Instagram. Mm. Um, you can listen to Shusher guided meditations, which mm. is getting revved back up again. There's some sleep episodes and uh, s- somewhat lightly funny, right? Short meditations. You can. You can 
follow us on Patreon and, and donate money if you feel like it. You can review us. Review us, yes. You can on on iTunes or Stitcher. And would it be fair to we've say we've only got one review from me on Stitcher? <laughs> would it be fair to say, Alistair, that if people go to Twitter, you know, within the next twenty four hours, there's a good chance they'll see a picture of your yearbook entry. Um. Yeah, on the on the two in the think tank yeah. one, but I wouldn't I wouldn't dare post it to my own. Okay, this is just private. I want us. you to know I still have <laughs> I still have shame about this, and so I wouldn't put it out in the world for everybody. But um, I will put it out for people. We trust so you, that people. They can see. Yeah, great. Just you people. Don't retweet it. Just look <laughs> at it and then forget it. And we love love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.